0: The Shadows from Ebony and Crystal by Clark Ashton Smith Read for LibriVox.org by Thomas Copeland There were many shadows in the palace of Augustus. About the silver throne that had blackened beneath the invisible passing of ages, they fell from pillar and broken roof and fretted window in ever-shifting multiformity. Seeming the black fantastic spectres of doom and desolation, they moved through the palace in a gradual, grave, and imperceptible dance, whose music was the change and motion of suns and moons. They were long and slender like all other shadows before the early light and behind the declining sun, squat and intense beneath the desert noontide, and faint with the withered moon. And in the interlunar darkness, they were as myriad tongues, hidden behind the shut and silent lips of night. One came daily to that place of shadows and desolation, and sate upon the silver throne, watching the shadows that were of desolation. King nor slave disputed him there, in the palace, whose kings and whose slaves were powerless alike in the intangible dungeon of centuries. The tombs of unnumbered and forgotten monarchs were white upon the yellow desert round about. Some had partly rotted away and showed like the sunken eye-sockets of a skull, blank and lidless beneath the staring heavens. Others still retained the undesecrated seal of death and were as the closed eyes of one lately dead. But he who watched the shadows from the silver throne Heeded not these, nor the fleet wind that dipped to the broken tombs, and emerged shrilly, its unseen hands dark with the dust of kings. He was a philosopher. From what land there was none to know or ask? Nor was there any to ask what knowledge or delight he sought in the ruined palace, with eyes all way upon the moving shadows? nor what were the thoughts that moved through his mind in ghostly unison with them. His eyes were old and sad with meditation and wisdom, and his beard was long and white upon his long white robe. For many days he came with the dawn and departed with sunset, and his shadow leaned from the shadow of the throne and moved with the others. But one eve he departed not and thereafter his shadow was one with the shadow of the silver throne. Death found and left him there, where he dwindled into dust that was as the dust of slaves or kings. But the ebb and refluence of shadows went on in the days that were before the end, ere the aged world, astray with the sun and strange heavens, should be lost in the cosmic darkness, or under the influence of other and conflicting gravitations should crumble apart and bear its granite bones to the light of strange suns. And the granite too should dissolve and be as the dust of slaves and kings. Noon was encircled with darkness, and the depths of palace dusk were chasmed with sunlight. Change there was none other than this, for the earth was dead and stirred not to the tottering feet of time. And in the expectant silence before the twilight of the sun, the moving shadows seemed but a mockery of change, a meaningless, antic phantasmagoria of things that were, an after-figuring of forgotten time. And now the sun was darkened slowly in mid-heaven, as by some vast and invisible bulk, and twilight, hushed the shadows in the palace of Augustes as the world itself swung down toward the long and single shadow of irretrievable oblivion. End of Poem This recording is in the public domain. End of Ebony and Crystal by Clark Ashton Smith